All right, so welcome to Unsigned 518. I'm here with Tom O'Connor. Tom, hi. Hello, Andy. It's it's nice to have you out to the Dazzle Den, you know. Uh, if people don't know, Tom is the proprietor of uh, Jive Hive Live, so I've been down to your place dozens of times. But uh, this is a, a different thing. Now you're coming up here, and the, the spotlight's on you personally and uh, and your band, the Nolanons. So. <laughs> I mean, it actually, it's not quite a spotlight, but it actually makes me feel more comfortable. It's a disco ball. Yeah, yeah, there's a, there's always disco lights in the <laughs> Dazzle Den. Like, you, you can't help but just dance just being here. Yeah, yeah, that's how I like to keep it. Everything's bright and happy. You can't be sad in the Dazzle Den, you know, at all. <laughs> yeah. uh, so we have known each other, I guess, since the beginning of the summer, like spring or something, when shortwave radio band... Uh, Mikey Bache, who you know is the uh, 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 the guy, I guess, at Jive Hive, uh, reached out to us and was was saying, you know, hey, we're I'm doing this thing at the Jive Hive, um, you know, if if you guys want, like, I, you know, I'll talk to Tom and see if you you can come in, and we kind of it was like one of those it's too good to be true things because <laughs> he was like, oh yeah, it doesn't cost anything, just come in. We'll set you up, we'll record you, we'll do the multi-tracks, you just play a couple songs live, and we'll live stream it, and you'll get the video and all this stuff, and we, like I said, couldn't believe, it was like too good to be true, but then we did it, and it was awesome, but, uh, and it was all just because you were like, yeah, come on in, so <laughs> I guess that's my little, hey, thanks, Tom. <laughs> Hey, well, without that, I would have never had the pleasure of uh, meeting Shortwave. <laughs> yeah, and we've been down there a bunch, um since then and then uh the the base boys i guess you could say mike mike and uh nick have been doing stuff because they're both audio visual guys and so i guess before we get into nolanots do you want to give just like a little breakdown of what jive hive live is what it stemmed from um because it is truly a a unique place and a very magical place so uh Give it just just a you know the elevator pitch of of Jive Five Live. <laughs> well, the uh, the elevator pitch is that it's basically my house. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's why it's the undisclosed location. Yeah, yeah. undisclosed location. There's a there's an old country song that one of the lines goes, "I'm gonna hire a wino to decorate our home," <laughs> so that. Uh, <laughs> So, so the wife always knows where her husband is. She just, you know, builds a bar in the house. Yeah. So, uh, we kind of, we, we took it a, a more civilized step and we, we, we have a carriage house out back as you know, and, um, that's pretty much it's, um, it's the world's best people cave, um, out there. It's, uh, it's all about music and creativity and just community. And, um, really it's, I, you know, I'm I'm kind of on I'm on the other side of of uh, of scrapping it, you know, in the music industry because it's clear that I'm not riding around in limos. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> but I've had such good time in music, and I just love you know I love creative people, and and there's so many people in this. You know, you could just draw a circle, you know, hundred miles from here, and uh, there's more creative people that will never see the light of day, and I. Uh, I just decided that it's time to give people an opportunity to to express their craft and to and, you know really like feel at home and not have to worry about you know paying money to do it. 
And essentially what, you know, I mean, I'm sure now, by now a lot of people know what Jive Hive is, but, you know, you really offer an absolutely professional, it's like, I pictured it the first time we went there, I pictured it as like, when I was telling like my friends, you know, that, that weren't there, I was like, it was like, uh, going into the tonight show or something, you know, I'm like, it was like a fucking TV set. It was like, everything was like professional and well lit. And it was like mind blowing. And then you've got the control room, you know, with a camera operator and, you know, you're capturing all the sound. Like it's a legit professional. Um, and I remember Jim Gilbert, like the, before I went there, I was talking to him about it and he was like, Tom's got like the most high end video set up in the capital district. And he was kind of like, then he's allowing people to come in and just do it for free. <laughs> you know, <laughs> like, but like, you, I mean, I guess there is kind of a catch. Like you have to, you have to pass the Tom test. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> oh. <laughs> no one, no one's coming in. If Tom's like, nah, no, nah. <laughs> no, it's, it's actually, it's, it's, it's really, it's, it's really a friend thing. And, yeah. you know, like, you know, we, we're friends now, but, um, we just hadn't met yet. We right. were, we were friends already, but we didn't meet until you were at the Jive Five. Yeah. And I mean, people that listen to the show know that, like I said, you know, Mikey Bache, who's, who does a lot of stuff for you at Jive Hive and his brother and our trumpet player and like we're all friends so like it was it was definitely like hey come on it wasn't quite based on merit it was more like based <laughs> on french or musical merit anyway but but it was a, a super cool experience and we ended up putting out an ep you know live at jive hive live and we're actually there's a a second ep live at jive hive live like the people are putting you know coming oh, cool. in and cool and putting out uh putting out EPs so <laughs> and and the thing is is that um you, you did it and it was I, it was a great night we you know we 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 ran your set or you ran your set and uh you're like like oh that was good can we do it again we're like yeah sure yeah. I think we ran through the set three times <laughs> and then uh Dave Tayo just picked the best version of each song because like the live at drive high, and I, I was I think it's boss it's boss Crowley that put out the second one right I had a little boss bit boss Crowley uh, and, uh, um, I had a little bit of a brain fart there because I was like oh there's a second drive hive and I forgot who did it but actually I, the first drive hive live uh, official release was by our dear friends the Hold On Honeys oh nice all right so there's been three live at drive hive live <laughs> that we know of that we know of right <laughs> and um so like you'll do video stuff you know people will do live streams or um like gozer did the black and white oh yeah that, uh, they gozer did it all in black fun. and white yeah the there was the jive hive christmas special oh my god <laughs> <or> holiday <yeah>. special <laughs> which i'll put a link on the show page for that because that and when we came down to do that we had no idea what was going on like we just thought we were coming down to do a song we're like oh my god they've got like an entire production like this is like a a, a bit it was a big production there was like a director a producer and like scripts and shit and we were like wow uh, i got a shout i got a shout out to a kelly winchester on yeah. that one um kelly was the mastermind behind the she was uh, she was the the director and she wrote the script and oh and, i didn't know she wrote the script yeah kelly well kelly had a complete vision and uh it was so much fun. It was like Christmas in October or November, and uh, and uh, I'm still trying to I'm still trying to vacuum out 
all the glitter and the, <laughs> and the fake snow from the uh, black carpet in the, right. in the performance area. Yeah, it was so much. It was so much fun. And like I said, it was. Uh, we didn't because we didn't really know what was going on like it was the six weeks or so until it came out it was kind of like i have no idea what to even expect you know because we were just like popping in for a uh, you know a millisecond into this big production and it came out (laughs) amazing and we're so psyched to be a part of it man it was awesome yeah that was you know before we get off the the jive hive right the the whole thing about the hive is that it really is there's like we think about like social media and stuff, right? You know, friends, like I use air quotes, right? That's, that's just like, it just, it's in there. Like, you know, Facebook and, and everybody else is making money off of your right. friendships, right? And the, the Jive Hive is one of the only places where it's a true community that, you know, romances have been spawned, friendships have been created that, it's not based about somebody getting something on somebody Because there's else. no money exchanged ever. Like it's not that type of thing. It's not a venue. It's not a, hey, you come in and we'll pay you this or you pay us that. It's literally just like, oh, you're our friends. So come here and make some music. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's that's why I again, why it's so special, because it's it's a it's it could be like you absolutely could turn it into a business and could probably make a fucking killing on it but it would take the soul away from it and i love that the purity of the hive yeah so. it's it's that's it's not it's not designed it's designed to for for community and to let really talented people like just be be able to express themselves in a way they can be proud of and then that gets it there's there's really there's really only one rule at the jive hive <laughs> Don't fuck up the table. Don't fuck up the and table. And speaking of that right there, Tom, I have um, on that little amp, yep. I've got some shortwave radio band coasters oh, for, for you to we, bring uh, back gotta, to the We got to gotta the bring hive. it back to the yeah, eye. Definitely. <laughs> yeah, that is the only rule. Don't fuck up the table. There's coasters everywhere. Yeah. Yeah, the... Um, the um, the, the the bar was re, uh, reclaimed from uh, the Ten Eyck Hotel in Albany, um, oh, which no was way. which was demolished in the '60s. It's from the 1800s, so it's this beautiful old mahogany bar. So uh, people were we people would be putting stuff there, and uh, had some friends that literally got us coasters that said, "Don't, Don't fuck, fuck up, up the, the table." table. Yeah. <laughs> so so that's the only rule. And then then the guiding principle of the Jive Hive is that once you've been to the Hive, you know you've, you're only there because you were friends of the Hive. Um, you can nec- you can bring anybody you want to the hive. You know, obviously, you know, you say, "Hey, can I come over?" I'm like, "Sure." Um, with the only one guiding principle is that um, you can invite anybody to the hive as long as you leave them home at your house all alone, really wasted, drunk, yeah, <laughs> really <laughs> wasted, yeah. And then and then everybody everybody's got like ten friends, and they know which two friends are never coming to the hive. <laughs> Be like, no, good friend, but would I leave my home drunk at my house? No, <laughs> like, yeah. And that was a rule that was stated at the beginning, which I love. No, that's a guiding principle. All right, well, a principle. Well, still, it's, it's a fantastic principle to live. Bye. Um, so I guess we'll we'll leave the hive a- alone for now. Um, sure. We'll probably eventually come back to it because I'm again just so sto- stoked that like you're here in the dazzle den, oh, which yeah. is like uh, 
the the poor man's hive <laughs> like it's a, you know it's a or, or the home version you know it's like yours is the set of family feud mine is the home version of family feud yeah, yeah. but andy <laughs> let's let's be real here i'm staring down at a miss pac-man machine yeah, i do have a miss pac-man i machine. mean the, the, the dazzle den's got mad skills yeah so, like this if we could miraculously, like you know, join them, you know, cosmically join them at will, it would be a perfect time. <laughs> it, it, it certainly would be. And I've actually um, off off uh, record or off mic, there is something that I do want to talk to you about that that does involve joining forces. Excellent. So we'll we'll stick a pen in that, and then we'll we'll talk about that off the air. But uh, I guess we'll we'll roll into Nolanots. So you guys have your first single. Uh, your first original single coming out um, this month, or I guess this will probably air because I'm squeezing you in. I think this will air uh, just before the single comes out. So the single will be coming out this Tuesday, That's and we'll correct. air this on a Thursday. And although it's your first original single, you guys have been around for a long time. You do like the New, New Orleans funk. Um You've got certainly stuff that you've done at your own place. You know, The Hive, you've played at Lark Hall. You guys are crushing it. And I guess well, let's go back to the beginning of how Nolanots kind of came together and, and got to where you are now. Sure. Yeah. So uh, it also, it, it, I mean, the Nolanots are born of New Orleans. Um, I, I have been, my college roommate was from New Orleans. And, um, I think it was in the early 80s, um, we went for a spring break. We drove from Pennsylvania down to New Orleans, um, literally through a snowstorm, uh, 20 at four hours, however long it took to get there. Didn't snow the whole way, um, thank God. <laughs> <laughs> we get there, crash, wake up the next morning, and it's Sunday. And he lived in, uh, if you've been to New Orleans, he lived in I've uptown several New times. My, my best friend lived there. Uh, pre-Katrina, and then uh, came back up when Katrina hit, and then moved back down there to rehab houses. So I've been to New Orleans maybe four or five times. Yeah. Awesome. So It's so, amazing. It's amazing. So he, he, he was uh, what we call an uptown, uptown boy, okay. right? So, you know, fairly, uh, you know, fairly well-to-do enough. But um, we get up on Sunday morning, totally fried from the drive, you know, drag ourselves together, and then we go to brunch. Um, and we go down, um, we go to this restaurant um, down in the French Quarter called Antoine's, which I think is the oldest restaurant in New Orleans. I'm like, all right, we walk in and then we walk through the restaurant and then we walk into this back room and there's, we sit down at apparently the family table and the family waiter that had been uh, literally with them for like 35 years um, was, was helping us, you know, beautiful guy. Uh, James, I think his name was, but it was, I had my first Oysters Rockefeller. I had my first Sazerac. I had my first uh, Shrimp Etouffee. I mean, and I was blown away. And then at the end of the, uh, at the end of this spectacular meal, I said to my friend's father, I'm like, uh, Mr. Paragene, I'm like, thank you so much for this special, you know, special treat. I really, I really appreciate it. And he looks at me, he's like, what's wrong with you, boy? He goes, we, we come here every Sunday. This is how we eat every Sunday. I'm like, I'm coming back. <laughs> Let me, I'm going to just, something that semi-parallels that. The first time I went down there, 
I took a late flight, so it was just me going to visit my buddy, and I got in, it was a little after midnight, at, and he picks me up at the airport, and we're driving back to his place, and he's like, you know, you want to stop somewhere and grab a beer, or do you want to just go back to the house? You know, I'm like, yeah, I could well, stop and get a beer, you know, see what's up. So we went down, like, towards the French Quarter, and it was like, you know, this insane party, and there's like a the fucking marching band in the street, and like, there's just like shit happening everywhere, and I'm like, what's the occasion? Like, what's the occasion? Like, this is amazing, and he's like, it's no occasion. <laughs> like, this is just like, this is it. Like, this is what ha-. he's like. It's Tuesday. That's the fucking occasion. You know what I mean? And it was like off. It was unreal. I went down for Mardi Gras once too, where it was just like, it's a different. It's a different world, man. It's a oh, yeah. Like, you know, people, uh, people up here, you know, you know, talk about, you know, anybody will have an excuse to have road rage. Right. Right. Down there, you don't need an excuse to have a party. It just it's they spontaneously erupt. It's it's literally like like dry tender that just like, you know, just look at it. And like it's it's not uncommon to just see a fucking marching band in the street and just to have to sit there and wait for the marching band to do their thing. And like my buddy isn't, you know, Gabe, if you're listening, like he is, he's, you know, he. He, if there's road rage like he's probably the one that would have it and he would just be like nah it's cool you just you know <laughs> like like if it was like some guy tailgating him he'd be mad but he's like no marching man in the street no it's fine it's fine just. we were down uh we were down in, in frenchman street area which is a this uh, great music area in new orleans and it was years ago and we were seeing a show and and we heard this commotion on the street and we uh, it was during a break we walked out there was a traffic jam on this tiny, you know, think of half of Broadway in Saratoga, like tiny, you know, relatively tiny. And there's the Hot 8 um, brass band is, is playing, and there are cars in their way. So they literally marched over the cars. <laughs> like, and nobody thought anything of it. I'm like, one more reason that New yeah. Orleans is the best ever. And, uh, you know, not, well, I'll do one more New Orleans story, then we'll talk about your band. But um, we were at a, down at a bar, and there was a, a guy who was, like, hammered and was being, like, you know, fairly inappropriate to the female bartender. And she gave him the, you know, she knew, like, I guess knew him, but she was like, you know, hey, Charlie, you know, I'm giving you one more warning, and then, and then I'm going to throw you out of here. And, like, he said something smart, and she was like, all right, you know, that's it. And she signals the bouncer, and, like, me and my friend, or, or, he probably knew, but I was like, oh, my God, they are going to, you know, this poor drunk guy, they're going to pound the shit out of him. And they walk over, they gently walk him to the door, and he's like, hey, wait, but what about my beer? And the guy's like, don't worry, I'll get it. He walks him outside, goes inside, grabs his beer, <laughs> goes out, hands it to him, and it's like, you have a good night, carry on. <laughs> and I was like, wow, that's how they deal with their belligerent drunk people. They're like, very, that place is awesome. All right, that's the last we're going uh, <laughs> to praise New Orleans. I'll but bet it you it won't city. be. I know, I know. <laughs> it definitely won't be. So uh, Nola Knotts, obviously Nola, uh, you know, New Orleans, Louisiana. And then the where did the Knotts come from? Is it just because it sounds cool? Well, we kind of feel like we're like intrepid, like funky space travelers that All right. that got blasted out of New Orleans somehow and ended up in the five one eight. Yeah, and uh, we, you know it's like those those time capsules or whatever. You know, it's like, hey, here we are. It's just one of those band names. Like, every, you know, sometimes there's band names that like you hear and you're like, oh, you know, and then there's sometimes when you hear a band name and you're like, yeah. That's clever, you know, because it, it and especially with the logo with the Florida Lee in the middle, like it lets you know kind of what you're getting from the name and the and the quick visual. So who 
is in the like go through the breakdown, I guess, of of the members of Nolan Odds. Obviously, okay. it's you're, you're fronting the band, doing guitar and vocals. Uh, yeah, but it's tough to front a ten-piece band. <laughs> right. um, it's it's not the Tom Jones show where you you know I'm not throwing you know underwear out into the crowd. Oh, no, you anything. should maybe look into that. <laughs> I should just make sure it's the right underwear. <laughs> um, <laughs> Some briefs. <laughs> yeah, we'll keep that brief. Um, the um, so you know, obviously, been going to New Orleans forever. Just love the music, love the culture. I'm, you know, can't can't quit it kind of thing. And um, in 2019, I was um, I was at Jazz Fest, and I was sitting in the uh, back of the Acura stage, which is a big stage at Jazz Fest, in the bleachers, just to just kind of chill. And I looked over the sea of people that were, I think it was the Wetland All Stars were playing, kind of like a bunch of New Orleans, uh, you know, everybody you might know. And I looked across a sea of people, and I saw people, I saw kids that were eight years old, and I saw women into their, deep into their 80s, and they were all shaking their ass like it was no tomorrow. And, I, and they were playing a song that was relatively obscure. And I'm like, there is no way in hell that these people know what song is being played. Right. And if you can't stop you know if you can't not dance right like that's the holy grail who wants to go to a, you know nobody wants to go to a club and have no fun right, right. so it's like you know nobody wants to be like a you know a cover band playing top 40 though all the time nothing against it if you know but it loses its luster <laughs> like, yeah. but the groove the groove and just that whole just like physical experience of the New Orleans, the second line, you know, the Afro-Cuban stuff, the it's it's just um, it's just totally it's it's irresistible. Nobody needs to know it. And I just said, I love this music. Why aren't I playing in a band? And I was next to my good friend, Brian Lawler, who's a uh, who's a drummer who studied. Um, he lives in New Orleans half the year and um studied with the greats like Stanton Moore from Galactic. He's taking drum lessons from a bunch of great New Orleans drummers and just looked at him. I'm like, I'm starting a I'm starting a New Orleans band up in up in the five one eight. And he looks at me and goes, Can I be in it? I'm like, duh, why am I talking here? <laughs> <laughs> so Again, we get back home, and I wrote this manifesto, and it was a little, it was unfortunately timely, but a little ahead of its time. And it, it starts out. It was, I think the dateline was July 2019 or something, and it was, uh, you know, uh, uh, dateline New Orleans, Louisiana, uh, breaking news: the CDC has just announced that the uh, New Orleans music virus (NOMV) has escaped its labs in the Crescent City. <laughs> And is drifting north at 106 BPMs, right? And it's like, you know, like, you know, it's, you know, symptoms are you can't, you know, uncontrolled funkiness, you can't stop dancing, you know, you know, and, you know, the, and the good news up for it is, though, there is no cure for this disease. And that was what, six months before COVID? Six months before COVID. That's amazing timing. Yeah. Prescient. So, anyway, so I just, I like, I envisioned it as a collective where there, there's kind of like any, any genre or collection of music. They have kind of like the, like there's the American songbook. There's kind of like, it's kind of like the new Orleans songbook of from jazz to funk to rock that, 
you, like you kind of like it's if these these hundred songs pretty much like cover all the ground and they're like just they kind of know them. And I just said, you know, it's going to be a big band because I'm on horns and stuff and there's got to be drums. Now we have two drummers and percussion and it's got to have keys and well, guitar's great, right? So <laughs> it's like nine or ten pieces all the time. I'm like, there's only one way to do it. It's a collective because you're not going to get the same, right, 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 the same right. people to play all the time. So, But there's a core group. It's uh, me and Brian, um, my good friend Rick Rothermel, who's, um, who's a local, uh, amazing local keyboard Rick and I have been playing since the mid '90s. Um, you've, you've got um, we got Ben Moss, um, who is an, an incredible vocalist and amazing guitar player. Uh, we got Dr. Pete on the percussion, Pete Andriakos. Um, we got a great horn section. We got um, uh, Bill Ringwood, also yep. known as Billy Rings. I know Bill. Yep, he's he's everywhere. Um, and then uh, Brian Broncato on trumpet. And Joe Sabero on drums, and and uh, Dave Maseka, and I know it, Dave. I, well. could, yeah. I could keep going, and these are like if if you know folks will know the like if anybody knows the Capital Region scene, a lot of these guys you know are like top top ranked musicians for sure. And it's it's basically like we we just roll. It's, we literally have generations from uh, from the twenties into the seventy you know seventies. So just like that field in New Orleans. The Nolanauts kind of represent that thing. There is everybody's the same age, which is immature right. and having too much fun. <laughs> totally, <laughs> that's perfect. So um, we were talking earlier. You know, obviously, I do want to play the new single, um, which is your first original tune that yep. you're releasing. But you do have a bunch of, you know, obviously being based out of the hive, having it actually be your house. You've got access to uh, a performance space. So do we want to play? Maybe a little something that you've done at Jive Hive Live uh, with the Nolanauts? Sure, sure. And um, we're recording this um, a couple of days after Valentine's Day. Yeah. And um, I can't think of a more prototypical uh, <laughs> love song than uh, a song by my favorites, The Meters, and it's called Just Kissed My Baby. All right, so let's listen to uh, Nolan Otts doing the meters Just Kiss My Baby, and then we'll be right back to talk to Tom O'Connor. Motley Crew for another inappropriate situation. This is a song about doing things that you should like to do together. Remember, consent is always cool. Cause I just kissed my baby Body don't mean a thing to me, no Cause I just kissed my baby And I feel so good, yeah Cause I just kissed my baby I just kissed my baby 
I can't go wrong. Yeah. All we ever do is try to get along. Well, I feel brand new, yeah. Cause I just kissed my baby. Going back for number two. Cause I just kissed my baby. And I feel so doggone great. I just can't wait. Cause I just kissed my baby. Me and my girl need to hibernate. Yeah, we do. Cause I just kissed my baby. Cause I just kissed my baby And I feel so good, yeah Cause I just kissed my baby Well, I told you I would, yeah Cause I just kissed my baby Said I just kissed my baby yeah, just kiss my baby. Well, I 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 just, well, I just, well, I just, 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 just,
All right, so that was Just Kiss My Baby, uh, Nolan Ott's version of the classic Meters song. So you have um, your first original single coming out, um, I guess it would be Tuesday after this episode. So, you know, if, if you're catching this episode on the day it comes out, you've only got four days to wait. If you're catching this episode after uh, Tuesday, the whatever, 22nd? Is it 22nd? 21st? 21st? Yeah. Then, uh, then it's out. But you've got another one that's already kind of in the can ready to come out as well. So it's not just a one and done. You're starting to put out original music. So tell me a little bit about um, the the new single, Early Warning. Uh, Early Warning is... Um, w- we love it, um, mainly because we built it, but... Uh, <laughs> Now, early warning is a is an in your face um, powerhouse f- funk tune that you know rock and funk tune that is it's basically it's basically about you know all too all too many more and more you know that we hear about is just these massive disruptive natural disasters and storms where people that were minding their own business living the good life you know being good people are completely completely upended and just and completely their lives are just you know thrown thrown on the street and just you know trashed temporarily and um it's um we wanted to write it we wanted to write a song about kind of what it was feeling like as you kind of saw the saw the uh you know the the wind starts picking up a little bit the clouds start getting darker and you know you're always wondering is this the one right and a lot of people, you know, say, nah, it can't be. Well, early warning, it's we're trying to be nice to everybody and give you early warning because this is the one. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so when did you guys uh, record, like, record and write this one? So we we wrote this song over the summertime. Um, Matt Gertler, our, uh, our bass player, and Billy Rings and I um, sat down and was like in august and we literally said let's sit down with no preconceived ideas and let's not leave until we have written a complete song so early warning was uh early warning was um was conceived written and demo recorded in about six hours over the summer and then uh and then we we brought it to the band uh started working it out and then uh over the last probably probably month, we uh, we used the Jive Hive and we got Alec Lewis, one of the, who's uh, amazing, to uh, basically kick our ass and say, "You guys have this studio. You should really use it for your own stuff." Yeah. <laughs> so we did, and uh, it um, came together pretty quick, and we. Um, 
Alec mixed it, and then we sent it to uh, the Dave Tayo, the wizard. Yeah, who everybody who listens to the show knows that he does our stuff and yep. does probably fucking half the people that have been on this show's <laughs> stuff. Like, yeah. Yeah. Between Alec and Dave, I, I just, it, it sounds great. And it's, it's, it's really, we're really proud of it. And um, it's when you're, we're primarily a live band and, and you know, a kick your ass live band, but it's the discipline of going into the studio actually makes you a better live band. Right. That's a good, that's so, a good way of looking at it. Yeah. So early warning, it's uh get it, can't get it out of your head. Sweet. Do you want to, uh, you want to premiere? Can we, can we premiere early warning here? It's the dazzle den. Why yeah. wouldn't we? All right, cool. Well, this is, uh, if you're, like I said, if you're listening to this, uh, special episode, I'll call it cause I'm throwing it in here. Uh, <laughs> On the day it comes out, then you're getting your your first listen of early warning from Nolanots. Uh, but if not, it'll be everywhere on to, everywhere, right? Like it'll be Apple and Apple, Spotify, Spotify and YouTube Amazon, and Distro or uh, Geezer or Deezer or whatever the fuck. Like all these, <laughs> but yeah. So let's listen to it now. Uh, early warning, Nolanots, and then we'll be right back to wrap it up with Tom O'Connor. Salvation 
Where the water starts to rise, you realize we prize elevation. Cause you got early warning, run for cover. Early warning, run for cover. Early warning, run for cover.
right, early warning, uh, the Nolanots, your first original single, single. <clears throat> yeah, so it'll be available everywhere on Tuesday, so Tom, I want to thank you again so much for making your way out to the Dazzle Den, I really appreciate it, it means a lot to me that you would take the time to do that, and uh, before you go, like I do with all my guests, I just want to give you a chance to say your gratitudes, your highs, your shout outs, your whatever, uh, basically, microphone is yours. Well, thanks for having me at the Dazzle Den, Andy. Um, Dazzle was a good start. Bacon <laughs> sealed the deal. Yeah, Bacon Hill, baby. Bacon Hill. <laughs> <laughs> um, it, it, I, I guess the, the shout-outs are, are, are pretty much everybody who's made the um, the Jive Hive and the Nolanauts um, just um, operate in a, in a way that is just super fun for everybody. I can't thank um, Mikey Bash and Alec and Nick and the, and the crew and Steve Rittner. Um, just those guys make the hive sing. And um, and Alec, um, who's who's our guiding light on a lot of this stuff. So that's on the music side. I I can't not say thank you to my wife Stacy because. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that must be a lot for her. <laughs> The good news, she doesn't have to pay a cover. Right. <laughs> She's got a club in her backyard. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a guest it's a guest home. No, no, thanks to, <laughs> thanks to everybody. Like, to, you know, all the bands that come through the Hive. It's just, it's really great. I uh, just want to keep doing it and just be in a community. And I um, want, um, want to thank the folks that have us play at their, um, at their clubs because we're a big band. And yep. we don't. Not everybody know. can accommodate a ten piece. Yeah. Yep. So you got Lark Hall, you know, Putnam Place, the Linda, and then uh, Nanola. Can't uh, want to shout out to Shane Spillinger and company, um, having us there. Kind of, we feel like a little. Uh, it's an appropriate place to have home base, <laughs> and um, it, we're going to honor uh, honor ourselves by doing our world premiere live early warning. At Nanola on uh, this coming Saturday, Tuesday, uh, the 25th of February, and with the great pleasure of uh, double billing with our good friends Giacomo. Nice. So that's uh, that's going to be fun. Sweet. So, uh, any anybody else you want to want to throw out there? Not a, not that time permits. <laughs> okay. You know who you are. <laughs> yeah, you do know who you are. <laughs> well, anyway, uh, again. Awesome to have you out here, Tom. Uh, I want to thank you so much. So that is Tom O'Connor of Nolanots and Jive Hive Live. I'm Andy Scullin. This is Unsigned 518, and I will see you on the road. Unsigned 518 is produced in conjunction with Nippertown. You can find new episodes here every week on nippertown.com. If you are a band or musician in the 518 area code and would like to be on Unsigned 518, shoot me an email at unsigned518 at gmail.com. I'm your host, Andy Scullin. I'll be back next week with another episode of Unsigned 518. Thanks for listening.